0: In August 2015, Gary Newman and Dana Walden, co-chairs and CEOs at Fox, met with journalists to discuss the upcoming Prison Break reboot. When questioned about the reasoning behind rebooting this particular show, Walden remarked that people are still interested in these characters. And she was right. Prison Break remains one of the most successful library shows on Netflix. What is it about these properties that make them so ripe for being remade? A cynic might argue that it's the result of a tired system relying on fond nostalgia to gather as much cash as possible from a sinking ship. But what if it were something more? What if there was some intangible quality that couldn't be quantified? This show is about the search for that essence. This is Still Interested for Curio.
1: whoop and welcome back to still interested <laughs> as always
0: <laughs> your scoopy uh, whoopy host ben mcallister uh, and i'm your hoopty scoopty friend jackson you I, I love kanye right west out. i love this new kanye man i actually do miss the old kanye like, yeah, I know. like now more than ever dude chop up the beats kanye <laughs> I have to say dude at that time
1: I'd like to meet Kanye <laughs> anyway this uh, is still interested our TV and film reboot and remake podcast for Curio and oh boy I've got scooping and whooping on the brain I don't know if you Jacko
0: yeah I'm actually because I've, I've been doing a um a paleontology unit uh through NIDA at the moment and I'm really glad that we're carbon dating this episode specifically to, like <laughs> April 28th 2018 to the day that <laughs> yeah. scooping yeah. Yeah. Whoop was dropped on KanyeWest.com. Yeah. The, day, the, the, the day Kanye West scooped the world. Yeah, if you're not um uh,
1: so keyed into pop culture, like Jackson, I mean, I mean, we run a pop culture <laughs> podcast, so of course we have to be very, yeah, you know, course, we're on top very of things.
0: Tuned in. Go to Kanye
1: West.com, treat yourself to uh, the new Kanye track that just dropped. It's, <laughs> it's something else. Much in the way that it seems like Kanye West has passed. Into an alternate dimension and been replaced by a robot running an imperfect simulation of Kanye West. I think that's pretty, um, pretty, pretty <laughs> accurate uh, lead in for this movie, Jackson.
0: Yes, this is yes. You are of course talking about the 1987 film by Paul Verhoeven, uh, Cocaine the Movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. If there's a movie that's Cocaine the Movie, it's Lord of War starring Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we were doing RoboCop here. I would say yeah. Lord of War's like a reboot of uh, of RoboCop in terms of the Dude. cocaine. Because, Dude. like, structurally and then, like, aesthetically and just all of it, really, it's just cocaine. This movie's sort of only kind of about cocaine. Like, I wouldn't really say it's about cocaine per se, you know? True, like, there's just, true. There's a lot of cocaine happening in this movie. I, I would say this film is... It's more like this film is, like, executive produced by cocaine, rather than, like, a biography <laughs> of cocaine, the life and times, you know? It's more
1: like this film is kind of about nothing. Dude, this... I mean, this is... This is the Seinfeld of movies. <laughs>
0: but if you... If you had to say something it was... Kind of about that thing would be okay. Yeah, I think that's uh, that, that's the that's the episode, dude. We did it. Our yeah, fastest ever episode. Jesus, you don't need to listen to the rest of
1: it. We we just did it for you. <laughs> we straight uh... into it. Do you want to hit me
0: with some of those some of those good notes you've got, dude? Yeah, let's let's dig into the notes without further ado
1: oh I love that Metro-Goldwyn-Meyer lion boy who yeah. comes in at the start of the movie that that really tells you that you're watching an old film like I feel like that's not <laughs> yeah and MGM's and- gone through a rough patch haven't they <laughs> Yeah, that MGM lion. And then a nice starscape for Orion Pictures. Ooh. Uh, and then, dude... <laughs> just hot and fresh out the kitchen. And, just... and, and this this, this uh, title card that comes up in a minute kind of sums up a lot of the vibe of this movie, which is just not fucking around. Because we get a, a, a Batman Forever-esque cityscape with some <laughs> gloomy music underneath it. And then just... Big, bold, like, metal letters that just say Robocop. I and mean, we're like... F- 30 seconds into the movie, and I'm like, nice! They were not fucking kidding. So, I think the first thing we see after the title card is an old-school newsreel. When I say old-school, not like, hello, 1920s are here. It's more like a fucking, I don't know, 80s, I suppose, newsreel. Yeah, lots of zooming of
0: faces, like Brady
1: Bunch style and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, lots like, of, like, yeah. moving around, like, oh, there's a nuclear war in Pretoria. Uh, there's fucking, <laughs> the, there's the, the president's on the space station, and oh, look, they quickly lost gravity,
0: and he, he fell around in the sky like a big fucking goofy idiot. We also get a little uh, quote here from the news broadcast, oh, yeah. I think the tagline so of dude. it, which is, you yep. give us three minutes and we'll give you the world. It's yep, like, first, first title <laughs> pitch for me, dude. That hell yeah, dude, <laughs> for immense. sure. We then also, like, just, like, really jump cut to this advertisement, which is, it's like, so weird. the it's, start it's like, of this whole moves, v- movie's vibe. It's like a cyberpunk kind of thing. Yeah. Sort of like, technology, dystopia. steampunk, sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah
1: exactly. Um uh, uh, but yeah, it's it's really surreal. Like th- this newsreel thing. Like I'm I'm kind of like looking at it. I'm like, is this meant to be like a parody? Like I think it is meant to be a parody. Like it's kind yeah. of goofy. It's kind of fun. And then it's like, oh cool. Now we're in an ad for robotic hearts. Okay, cool. Yeah, the family here, like, heart
0: center. Yeah.
1: So yeah, i are mean, like, we make hearts. They're robot hearts, and we care about you because we make hearts. And then it's like <laughs> straight back to the newsreel, and they're like, yeah. okay, so uh, this cop called Frank Fredrickson. We're in Detroit, and he got shot really bad in a big shootout with this guy, Clarence. And uh, anyway, he's in hospital, so good luck, Frank. And then uh, we get like a really aggressive zoom-in on the newscaster's faces as we move on.
0: I just literally had it. I was like what the fuck actually is this opening of the film dude, like the like, first 10 minutes of this movie
1: were so hard to keep up with taking incomprehensible loose like, like my notes was just were like, fucked go 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 like it was just happening so quickly mm-hmm. uh so now we're in a police station and it's all moving very quickly there's some guys some like some boys following around the sergeant who, do we learn the sergeant's name? We do later. What did I say his name was? Reed, remember. Sergeant Reed, uh, who runs this Detroit police station and he drops immediately another title pitch.
0: Yeah, yeah, of <laughs> course. course. I, I think what you mean, Benjamin is get out of my police station and take laughing boy with you. Although that is very good. What okay. I was going with was your client's a scumbag. You're a scumbag.
1: And scumbags <laughs> see the judge on Monday. Like oh, setting the tone early. We're in Detroit. Things are bad. This put upon police sergeant is dealing with like shitty, Lawyers and he's throwing them out of his station. Mm. And there's a new guy showing up for the station. His name is Murphy.
0: He comes from uh, Metro South, and he's like, uh, you know, like they don't even really set him up as like, oh, it's the new guy. It's literally kind of like, oh, another body to throw into the meat grinder. It's like, oh, here's Murphy. Okay, uh, get get on with it, Murphy. And then we go through the police station.
1: There's lots of nudity going on. Uh, they're all getting, like, dressed, and, yeah, in the showers and whatnot, and they're all like, eh, Murphy, we gotta go on strike, cause the cops, everything's fucked for us here in Detroit, everything's a bad scene, and then it's like, oh no. This is this is not gonna be good. And then fucking the boss, Sergeant Reed, walks in on them talking about striking in the locker rooms. And he's like, I don't want to hear anymore about striking. We're police officers and police officers don't go on strike. And you're like, oh no. He then like takes Frank Fredrickson's name off the locker yeah. that he, I guess, was yeah, using. And uh, yeah, like, oh Frank's away. dead. He, cool. He's yeah. dead. Right. Yep. <laughs> and and he, he's like Murphy front and center. And then he calls Murphy into his office, and Murphy meets his new partner. Like, if this seems like we're rushing through, like this is literally how quickly this. Yeah. It w- yeah. <laughs> it, it,
0: we also get to see uh, Murphy here as he's meeting his new partner because there's mm-hmm. just like these these cops just beating the shit out of this suspect. Yeah. One one of yeah. these cops turns out to be Lewis, his new uh, his new partner. And like upon seeing this, Murphy's like, "Huh, pretty neat." Just, like, as, like, yeah, exactly. as like these cops are just wailing on these random people. Yeah, and there's, like,
1: yes, yeah, so there's this guy who's, like, in fucking handcuffs, just getting the... Like, he's beating the tar out of two police officers, and then yeah. fucking Lewis comes along. Yeah, and just, like, beats the shit out of him. And then they're, they're, like, partnered up together, and the sergeant's like, you gotta go on a drive together to go figure things out. And he's like, okay, and they get in the car, and they argue over who's gonna drive. Yeah, there's uh, nothing conversation here, essentially. Yeah. And then, Murphy uh, ends up driving, yeah. and... We, we move on dude at this point I've written down what the fuck is this movie oh, god <laughs> so it's hard mo- to follow like, it's moving so quickly and there's like all these characters and all these names and all this shit just flying at you it's pretty it's pretty wild uh, now, if if you thought that things were happening too quickly, we now got to some business boys in an elevator going <laughs> to a meeting. Uh, one of them is Robert Morton. I do not
0: believe we get the names of any of the others. Correct? No, me if I'm wrong. no, no. One of the other ones refers to a Dick Jones and says that quote I hear Jones is a real shark." <laughs> Which I mean it's horrifying if he was in fact a real legitimate shark, <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> like a street shark. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A street shark in the thing. Office. They go up in the office, and there's human beings, and then one shark. <laughs> the shark
0: oh, wow, you were right. He is a real shark. Yeah. He's, a,
1: he's a real human shark.
0: <laughs> Jesus.
1: Uh, so, so they're in the, the fucking board meeting now. They say the old man's going to be there. And there is, of course, an old man there at the board meeting.
0: Is he referred like- to the entire film as
1: Old Man? The old man. He yeah, it's an name. He's the old <laughs> Fuck man, yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, uh, yeah. And fucking he—he—he's talking about how Detroit has a cancer. The
0: cancer is crime. The crime must be expunged. <laughs> like, we don't know what company this is at this point. We're just like, holy shit. Yeah, they're, they're hot on bringing in uh Delta City, which I guess yeah. is essentially they're like we're going to get rid of old Detroit and bring in yeah. Delta City. They're literally like we have to bulldoze Detroit and then build a new city, <laughs> which I mean like hey, fair enough. Like you got to do what you dude, gotta do, I guess. This
1: this whole boardroom scene is just like skewering of corporate greed because there's yeah. like all this like, you know, forced clapping and like self-congratulation going on, and I think skewering corporate greed pretty remakeable in 2018. sure for sure, to dude. Be fair. I think we're in that world right now, you
0: know? So we then get, uh, as, as this conversation's like rolling ahead and like, how do we like, you know, what, what are we going to do about Old Detroit? It's super fucked up. And then, uh, Dick Jones, I think senior, yep. senior executive, someone, someone or other, um, gets up and is like, let me throw you a pitch. And so basically this company's like called like security concepts or whatever, or, or that's like yep. part of the, um, division that he's in. And he's like, I'm talking about the ED... uh, Is it ED-209, I believe? Yeah,
1: yeah. uh, Um, Enforcement Droid Series 209. He gets up and he gives this whole spiel. He's like, our company's gone into all kinds of sectors that you wouldn't think... Hospitals, prisons, space exploration. <laughs> well, now we're doing law enforcement, and we're building big robots to be police
0: officers. We need yeah. robo
1: police. He and says
0: he a can... line here that like good business is where you find it, which is uh, will be relevant for later on.
1: Like, what does that mean? Like, <laughs> that's corporate
0: buzzwords at their worst. Yeah, like, I know it's a
1: meaningless thing to say.
0: Uh, old Mate Dick Jones unveils this very 1987 <laughs> looking robot, uh, yeah. which like sort when of you say busts 1987 out. 1987
1: looking <laughs> robot. You mean 1987 special effects? <laughs> I do mean right. that 100. It, it it's looks rough. so bad. Yeah, <laughs> this this robot walks in and he's like, "All right, this is the new police cop." But dude, like, this scene is ridiculous. It's, it's it like, is. He's like, "You gotta." Y- y- you, and he picks up this guy called Kinney, and he's like, we're going to simulate an arrest situation, and we're like, okay, fine, I guess they're going to show us what this cop, this robotic police officer can do, and uh, he gives him a gun, he's like, threaten the robot with the gun, and the guy threatens the robot, and the robot's like, drop your weapon, you have 20 seconds, and so the guy drops the weapon, and the robot like doesn't register that he's dropped the weapon, and 20 seconds later, oh, it just, just obliterates
0: Like, him, just ices like, this dude, so like, many shots, so many unnecessary so- shots so it's much so blood it's the top it's this
1: ultra gore like he gets like shot back onto a table and he's like ah! it's like it is ridiculous how long he keeps getting
0: shot and like and how, how to- few executives are particularly worried about it and how Dick yeah. Jones then just goes to the old man and is like listen obviously some kinks to work out but I think there's yeah. re- some real potential here it's yeah, like yeah. what are you I- I talking think this about could really
1: be pretty good my favourite thing that happens here is this guy gets shot to fuck he's
0: like so clearly dead he's probably had about a hundred bullets from into him and one of the guys says somebody want to call a goddamn medic Man, like, so, uh, ev- evidently something in this dystopian society has led to a real confusion over how much the human body can sustain damage-wise. Yeah, how many bullets it can sustain? It, it uh, it occurs again, as I'm sure we'll find yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, people totally. are just kind of like, "We're gonna try and save this body," and it's like that is so far beyond living. Like you, you've essentially cremated this body, and they're like pushing the ashes together, trying to give it a heartbeat. It's fucked.
1: before we move on, dude. Ultra gore, highly remakeable. Yeah, like, dude, just, for sure. Just so over the top.
0: Basically, here we get uh, our our boy uh, Robert or Bob Morton pitching uh, RoboCop, essentially, basically being like, "Listen, I got this idea. We we actually use people, sort of thing, and we build them into like a sort of like a semi cyborg sort of vibe, and then they'll be the cops, and we'll be able to control them, and it's gonna be way better." And the old man, just off the back of seeing Dick Jones, a little brainchild, like murder an executive in front of him, is kind of like, "Yeah, sure thing. Give RoboCop a try." Yeah, um, he
1: basically scoops He scoops Dick Jones and he's yeah. like, my <laughs>
0: Robocop won't murder people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which, like, you know, is not true, but... Um, yeah, that <laughs> is very
1: not true, yeah. And, and, um, and then the old, the old man's like, yeah, make me a pitch in 20 minutes. And then I guess we cut forward, like, beyond that pitch meeting that they have.
0: Yeah, they're back in the elevator in- with, like, it's like uh, Bob Morton and the, the other, the random executive who, who gets a fair bit of FaceTime, but no name. no name and yeah. then we, we and just get Bob Morton here who apparently fucking loves sports metaphors because he is yeah. just shooting off like six of them sort of thing basically like well that's baseball baby you know what I mean like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, 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 it's yeah. crazy and then the other guy's like gee
1: sad about Kenny isn't it and the guy, and Bob's like that's life in the big city <laughs> which <laughs> like is a title for me yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I you know, love that life dude in the big that's city. great you know you go to a boardroom meeting and you get killed by a giant robot <laughs>
0: Yeah, but by a giant clunky like special effects driven robot, like you know what it's hey, like. Hey, that's that's live in the big city. So now we're back with Murphy and Lewis,
1: his new partner, and Murphy's like spinning his gun around on his finger, doing a cool thing. And we learned that he has a wonderful little son who loves it when he does that because his favorite cop from a TV show does that.
0: Uh, I believe uh, the show is called TJ Laser, which is yeah. like so good, such a yeah, good. good. Whoever pitched that, like fucking yeah, dude, for sure. TJ Laser, I want to watch that. Yeah, dude, for sure. So, they get called to, like, a bank
1: robbery in progress. And at this point, I'm like, man, this is not the kind of crime I thought they were talking about when they said that Detroit was so full of crime. This is, like... Like super villain crime. Like, this is like a bunch of dudes <laughs> in the back of a van, like speeding away with two crates full of money. <laughs> and like, yeah hey, we gotta get away before the coppers get us.
0: Clarence is real mad because, like, in blowing up the um the bank or whatever to get the money, they've like burnt all the money and marked it, which is kind of crazy that he's worried about being caught, given the way he acts throughout this movie. That he's like, ru- like, flying off the handle, being like, "You idiot! They can trace us!" As they're like fucking shooting at cops, like without wearing any masks or anything like that. Yeah, it's they, like, they
1: never put what, on like, anything to disguise their identities.
0: Yeah, it's pretty bullshit. But basically, um, we get Lewis and our Boy Murphy uh, in a gunfight. Mur- uh, Murphy's rocking like like pistols akimbo, like essentially, yeah, dude, leaning surely. out of this car, just like fucking like this gun <laughs> trading is shots. So
1: stupid, man. So the <sighs> the, fir- the first thing that happens is Clarence goes up to the getaway driver who has. An amazing beard. Um, <laughs> he just has this like, incredible like, jawline beard. Uh, and at this point, uh, Jacko, I'd like to introduce you to a new game that I've created specifically Ooh. for this movie. Uh, although I think it can be applied in future movies. Where Are They Now? <laughs> Which is a game where we look at random characters from these little movies and, and we see what else they've done with their lives. Yeah, fuck it, so, yeah, dude. I, I want to know where this beard because this guy with the beard is the getaway driver. Like comes back a number of times, and he puts in some work. And I want to know where he is now. I want to know. I want to know where he goes. And, and the way this game works for me is like, if at any point you want to know where someone is now, you just tell me, and I'll, I'll spend a few minutes googling yeah, yeah, for cool. you. Now, the getaway driver, of course, is Emil. We meet him later in the film. He's played by Paul McCrane, who is an American film, television, and theater actor, as well as oh. television director and singer who's known okay. for his portrayal of Montgomery McNeil in the 1980 film Fame. Shit, dude, he's in Fame. What? Yeah, shit. And he's also on ER. Holy shit, he played Robert Rocket Morano on ER. This guy's had a fucking career, man. Dude, he was in a movie in 2017, Take 10, an American comedy film. He was in a movie in 2012 called Atlas, Atlas Shrugged Shrug Shrug 2. Jeremy yeah, like, has a breaking point. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, oh. Dude. Was that like a cinematic sequel?
0: Nominated for the Young Artist Award for Best Leading Actor in a Feature Film for Fame. My God, dude, does he have Twitter?
1: Can we tweet at Paul McCrane? It looks like Paul McCrane does have a Twitter, but it does not look like he's verified, and he has two hundred and forty-two followers. <laughs> you That's can find him. Not at him, PM's. surely, dude. It, it is, dude. On twenty second of October, he tweeted, "I don't have a lot of followers. Some of you do." please pass this on, hashtag walkoutontrump, and then a petition to walk out on Trump.
0: Man, a lot what of Trumps, a lot of Trumps stuff. this, dude, we <laughs> need to befriend this man.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, he does not have many followers. Let's try and make Paul McCrane, like, the official fucking mascot of our podcast.
0: Dude, Paul McCrane, I love this guy.
1: Dude, he retweeted Lin-Manuel Miranda, who wrote a little poem about Donald Trump. That says, you're going straight to hell at real Donald Trump. No long lines for you. Someone will say right this way,
0: sir. They'll clear a path. I I think the first, his first ever tweet, Paul McCrane, 14th of November, 2014. Dear at Verizon Wireless, Com shows that you are tracking me. Protect my privacy (laughs) and stop the tracking. (laughs) <laughs> Paul McCrane's gonna be the guy who stops and dude. Horizon, attracting us at least
1: Paul McCrane's standing up for little guys so there you yeah, go no, he first really ever is. installment of where are they now I think we found our new fucking show mascot dude Paul, Paul McCrane. McCrane what a guy dude I'm I'm deeply deeply into Paul
0: McCrane I'm so into Paul McCrane he also was like <laughs> dude Okay, so he, he gave tweeting a crack, like, November 2014, 2015, just kind of like, yeah, you know, that sort of thing, nothing really happening, uh, and then, like, literally, like, Trump gets in, start of 2017, just starts, yeah. like, February yeah, through March, March April, July, yeah, he's, like, he's, I think Trump, tweeting cr- up a Trump created his own worst nightmare in Paul McCrane and his, <laughs> his Twitter presence. He, he'll he'll take him down, dude. I have no question about it, dude. No, no, dude. Let's just try and get him on the show, man. Yeah, like, dude, are you kidding me, yeah, I mean, dude? Let, let's true. let's get him on for the reboot. Let's get him for the re- on for the reboot, oh my dude. God, dude. Let's contact Paul
1: McCrane and get him on. The- oh, I'm so I'm deadly serious about this. If you are listening and you want to hear Paul McCrane on our reboot episode of RoboCop, tweet at seriously tweet at Paul McCrane and tell him you really want to hear him on this podcast. Please, if you don't have Twitter, make Twitter like we can make this happen we can (laughs) together we can do this basically now Paul McCrane is driving a getaway vehicle (laughs) and uh you've got Murphy and Lewis chasing him in their police car and they pull a hot prank where like they throw up in the back of the van to like shoot at the police car but they're not there they've pulled up alongside the van For one, pranks, dude, always
0: remakeable. Always remakeable, dude.
1: Murphy is now leaning out of the side of the car with two pistols, (laughs) shooting at, like, 20 people. Like, this is so stupid. There's, like, ten dudes in the van, they've all got shotguns, and they're all trying to hit Murphy. Like, why don't they just shoot the driver or the car or ram the car off the road? Like, they're like, get him! And they're just, like, shooting at Murphy as he's leaning over the car with these two (laughs) pistols.
0: Um, uh, we, yeah, so basically, uh, one of their, do- like, Murphy does, in fact, get to ice one of the, uh, random grunts, and so well, Claren- he shoots him in the leg. Yeah, and so Clarence, uh, being the quick thinker and improviser that he is, is just kind of like, cool, no worries, and just like- Tosses the body into the car of the police officers, and then they, like, madly cackle as they speed away. Yeah. <laughs> they do indeed do that. So we basically get, like, the, the van speeding away to this warehouse, where they all, like, bail out and get inside, and our cops uh, eventually roll down afterwards and then start infiltrating yep. the building here. Um, first they thing out- the van, but they don't have any
1: backup. That's the important thing. They yeah. go for backup, and they say it's too far away. So the cops
0: split up and go looking around. Never split the party, number one. Number two, yeah, I've, I've got a an LVP coming in real hot for oh. uh, one one Officer Lewis, who essentially, as she's scoping around the place, she's like blowing bubble gum, and then yep. because she does that, gets caught where uh, I believe it's Joe Cox is the, is the character's name, which frankly okay. is obscene. He yep, is that's taking pretty a. pretty on the nose. He's taking a piss, stops, turns around, and then looks at her like dead in the eye, as she's got the gun, gun trained on him, and she's and like, like just- "Freeze!" Yeah, and he's just like, "Can I zip up first? And then they're like this intense standoff, and then you fucking better believe that Lewis has oh, to scope this dude's dick, at which point he like so knocks her out. Bad. Like, Dude, this was
1: So gross. What? Like, what was the? <sighs> Why did she have to stop to look at his dick and, like, why did looking at his dick facilitate the window for her to get punched off a fucking balcony and into a pile of rubbish? Like, that is just so And why did the screenwriters
0: call him Joe Cox? What was that about Uh. as
1: well? everything about this sucked. We won't focus on it for too
0: long. But yeah, huge big LVP for Lewis for me. Yeah, okay. Uh, so now
1: there's these two boys. It's Paul McCrane and someone else who are having a great time when uh, Murphy comes into the room of the in and he just ices the one that's not Paul McCrane and then he's like, alright Paul McCrane, you're trapped and, and I'm gonna get you. And uh, he starts trying to arrest him but then he himself gets trapped and ambushed because like six more dudes with shotguns come in.
0: He also, as he's training on uh, Old Man Paul McCrane, says the, the classic line, Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Which is uh, is uh, pretty fresh from our, from our boy Murphy sort of thing. Um, yeah, and also but, an
1: important uh, callback line later.
0: Totally, totally. Uh, but it doesn't really matter, as you say, when he's surrounded by, like, six <laughs> people, and then uh, <laughs> Clarence, uh, like, pops out, essentially, um, and they just kind of, like, mock uh, Murphy for a bit... Like, they just yeah. kind of, like, you know, so, like... So, at
1: this point, I want to point out the fact that Clarence is Red Foreman from fucking That's Everything Yeah, LH. fucking, what, Kurtwood, so, Kurtwood Smith? Yeah, I think that's his name. I mean, yeah. dude, and he, he fucking puts in work in this movie. Oh, yeah, dude, Kirkwood for Smith. sure. Like he's, he's doing a great job here. Like, yeah, the, the way they, like, fuck with him, like, they've got him cornered, and they're just, like, toying with him. I gotta say, though, dude, like... These other criminals that aren't Red Foreman uh, and, and or Clarence, which is his character name in, in this particular franchise, uh, they're just like fucking the hyenas from The Lion King. Like, they're literally yeah. all standing in the background, <laughs> cackling at <laughs> <and> everything <laughs> this guy says. It's very dumb. And Clarence plays this, like, fucked up metal detector game with Murphy, where he's like, boop, Dude.
0: boop, 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 <laughs> Dude. I'm sorry, hang on. <laughs> I got distracted and I was reading about Paul McCrane again. Um his <laughs> ER his his ER exit? He's the helicopter death, That's Paul McCrane! Oh my god, that's Paul McCrane! Oh my god. <laughs> oh my R- Dr. Robert Romano was crushed by a helicopter that fell from the roof of County General. That's Paul McCrane! Oh Hell of an god, exit dude. oh
1: my oh. god <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus okay uh so back to the back to the scene at hand you've got yeah fucking Clarence is like leaning over Murphy who's on the ground with his shotgun like moving it around his body like pointing at his head like boop 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 as he like moves it around as though he's doing a metal detector thing. And then he just blows his hand off, and then this scene just gets so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like I'm at this point I'm wondering again, like, is this meant to be played for laughs? It feels like it's meant to be played for laughs because Murphy starts like stumbling away and they all stand there and shoot him. dude for gets so shot long. like forty-seven like, times. <laughs> <with> <laughs> more than that. Surely more. There's like eight dudes all like, uh. like He's got to be shot in excess of a hundred times as he's like standing there moving away and he doesn't like fall to the ground. He's just standing there like flailing around like (laughs) As he gets shot like a hundred fucking times. It's so stupid. Uh, eventually like he's still alive. So Clarence walks over and like shoots him in the head and blows his brains out. And they're all like, good one guys. Let's get out of here. And they walk away LVP to those guys for just ignoring the fact that Lewis is still in the warehouse and not doing anything about it. Like, did Joe Cox think he killed her? Like, punched (laughs) her off a thing and then was like, "Nice, she's taken care of and then they leave and she's still there and still alive and she retrieves Murphy and he's rushed to hospital and...
0: Oh boy, is this dumb! Yeah, it's it's like particularly as well like when as I was saying like earlier, Clarence was like, "What are you doing? You can't leave a trail, sort of thing." These bills are marked, and then I'm like, "Oh, we're leaving like a a living police officer in this warehouse." Ah, cool, man! Like it's bizarre.
1: there's just no he, he's not alive there's no way he was alive it's so stupid yeah but then like fucking yeah so he's rushed to hospital they're like oh we got a pulse he's breathing oh Zap my him. god and it's like dude he had this his not- brains blown out of his head That's like, what I mean
0: this whole alive. thing of like not understanding when a human actually dies like, like like these doctors are wasting time and money this this is a corpse like this is a, a, a they- straight up corpse
1: but it's not a corpse because his life is flashing before his eyes, he's seeing his son watching TJ Laser. he's seeing his wife in her bathrobe, like, I guess having a fight with him. Also, um, by the way, spoiler alert, like, he, like, we ne- he never meets the family, like, he doesn't find his wife and kids, like, no. they're literally just fodder for him to be like, I was human once. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's bizarre. Like, okay, so now there's like a few scenes in a row where they realise that he's dead and I guess Morton takes the opportunity he's like oh this is gonna be my robo boy because like now we see like a few things where like he wakes up and he's got like robo eyes and he's in hospital and they're like yeah re- replace his arms with robots yeah 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 make him all titanium <laughs> steel <laughs> and like they're like showing these arms like yeah give him the titanium arms and then there's like a, a like he goes back to sleep and then there's a scene where it's like a Christmas party and they're all like yeah look at Robocop over there man he's uh really doing it and then fucking yeah they've made Robocop they unveil him we, we still don't get to like to look at him properly we're, we're looking th- through Murphy slash Robocop's eyes as uh, he is unveiled. And and he walks through this party and everyone's like, woo, you did it, Robocop. And uh, we catch, like, glimpses of him in in reflections of stuff. I actually really like this, the way they built the suspense around, like, when we get to actually get a look at Robocop. We're now back in the police precinct. Fucking Robocop is there. Sergeant Reed is upset as these OCPs. So we didn't really say this. OCP is the company, mm, slash, I guess, like, the the police in, in Detroit. They're, like, this paramilitary sort of private company that runs all the cops. And, like, Robert Morton walks in with his offsider and Robocop, and suddenly he's like, what the hell's going on here? Like, this is my precinct. You can't just bring bring big robot boys in here. And, and uh, Morton's like, this is official OCP business. Get out of the way, you, you idiot. And then, fucking, they bring Robocop in, and we get to see him for the first time, and he's enormous, and he rules. He's this, like, giant yeah. black and silver and flesh robot man, and he looks very, very good. He
0: looks fresh to death, dude. It's like, it's a real fucking look, dude. Like, 2030s, yeah. I reckon, for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. everyone's going to be dressed like that in 2030. Do you think, like, how long do you think before Kanye puts out his, like, Robocross <laughs> <off> attire?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, the new look. Like, like the With Yeezus Kanye, face mask sort of thing, but it's like, yeah, full yeah, body? Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure, The dude. Yeezy Robos or whatever, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... <laughs> oh, they they
1: bring him into this little like little room I guess that's like RoboCop's room and they're like all right we're going to test your capabilities and At this point, Jacko, I've got my first mighty goof for you in this film. When Robocop is told to record for the first time and then play it back, which is one of his features, we see several seconds of playback from before he was initially told to record. Now, the reason I picked this one out, dude, is because that is so 2018. Surveillance states, fucking things that say they're only recording you when they're supposed to, but he's
0: actually recording all the time. Dude, this is what Paul McCrane was talking about on Twitter. (laughs) Like... (laughs) We gotta wake up.
1: So I've got um like like a illegal surveillance highly remakeable relevant theme in yeah, 2018, yeah.
0: and I think Paul McCrean would agree. We have this sort of like almost like sound testing guy there, but it's just really strange in that like setting up the whole playback thing. They have this man who essentially just sort of sings to RoboCop in like weird tones, and then they play <laughs> that back, and it's just kind of like yeah. why was that? necessary. I also have uh my first um horrifying TM moment for me, Benjamin. Yep. Which is um when they talk about what Robocop needs to sustain his life, and that they've essentially condensed it down into a sort of pace which literally looks like human excrement. It's this like oh, the, the pace sh- that he eats the shit pace essentially that like mm, it's like baby food and it's like that is just that like, the whole concept of being like, you're a big robot boy now and you eat this baby food and this is your dude, life, just horrifying. The, yeah, the, the paste is so silly, man. Like I I, I shit about this paste as well.
1: I, I wrote my note, he eats a special paste, and like the guy <laughs> who is Morton's off cider goes over and tastes the paste and is like, Oh dude, it tastes like baby food. Yeah. And, like he
0: loves it. Like he's not like, oh gross baby food, he's like, dude, this tastes like baby man, food. Do you remember and when we were keeps... allowed to eat baby food? It's like, have some dude, baby food, dude. Be your own person come on, eating man. it he's like
1: he's like baby food <laughs> <laughs> he like keeps eating paste. It's, so it's not a crime
0: it's like you have to be a baby to eat it like you can do whatever yeah. you want man so i gave uh, the, the nameless
1: offsider executive my first mvp oh hell movie. yeah so dude in addition to our first horrifying tm i just love this dude's enthusiasm and his love of baby food so i he actually an MVP for i gave
0: him i gave him one later on but yeah yeah for sure dude. Okay. I, I liked him a lot yeah
1: nice so, Morton goes over to Robocop and talks about his prime directives, which are like, serve the public trust, protect the innocent, and uphold
0: the law. And a fourth classified directive, which we don't actually find out about secret this Secret
1: directive, dude. Yeah. I
0: love Chekhov's directive here. It's very, very <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, dude, for sure. Yeah,
1: fucking, as soon as he said that, uh, his directives, and Morton is satisfied, Morton gives another title pitch. Oh which my I god. Should, should be <laughs> Robocop, colon, I fucking love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> like I had that RoboCop as well, dude. And it's like I fucking love that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's so it's good. a strange vibe. So we, we we then jump straight from this down to like the uh the um the gun training sort of area, I guess, at the station where like RoboCop is just like tearing it up with this machine pistol, essentially. And one of the cops yeah, dude, that's rolling funny. around here is actually Lewis who, uh, upon seeing Robocop, uh, twirl his gun and holster it, a a a a la TJ Laser, starts getting an inkling that she might know who this Robocop is. Dude, Robocop is wrecking shop with this, like, machine pistol. Like, he is not fucking
1: about. He's, like, straight nailing every single target, point-break style, dude. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Like when Johnny Utah gets 100% accurate. Yeah, dude.
0: Uh... Great football.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Lewis walks over to the range, uh, where Robocop is shooting and sees him do like the gun twirl that he does it's so funny like
0: when his leg pops open and he like stores the gun in his leg that's very fucking oh man yeah it's it's cool i actually really like that that the whole like the leg holster thing I, I was actually quite a fan of that like it's a bit goofy and clunky the way he moves around and there are some moments where it definitely does not work but for the most part like i it's, it's kind of cool to watch like rubicop like you know like traipsing around the world now here's another mighty goof for you dude when we see the police officers on the shooting range, the person
1: shooting in the last booth has his pistol held out straight and continues to pull the trigger despite the fact that the slide is in lock and safety position. Which I don't think I don't think that is a goof. I think that speaks to the incompetence of the Detroit Police Department before Robocop comes along. So you know what? I'm defending the movie in this regard. Oh, man. Uh, so Robocop's all fucking ready to go, his gun works, he's got his prime directive sorted out, and they're like, alright, Robocop, go stop some crime. <laughs> and they just, like, let him loose on the street yeah, to go
0: stop some crime. We essentially get, like, three segments tied very quickly together.
1: Three vignettes of Robocop yeah, stop yeah, crime. Yeah, three et- etudes, if you will.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so we get like Robocop rolling up to a hold up in like a is it like a, a gas mum and pop station? Store. Oh yeah, my mom yeah, exactly, like a general like store essentially. One. Um yeah. where he like comes in and then like this dude freaking, ev- everyone seems to have assault rifles on the street. It's a real comment on like yeah. g- gun control in the states and that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, cyberpunk world. Yeah, yeah, totally. Just to, yeah. Um yeah. but like Robocop busts in after this guy has been like threatening these old people and then just like stands there taking bullets and like ricocheting them around this stall, like, yeah, just, like, he, wrecking shop in here. He and does just, like so much collateral damage <laughs>
1: in, the, in the process of stopping this crime. Like, he's like, drop your weapon, you're under arrest, and the guy won't. So Robocop punches him into, like, a display fridge and, like, shatters this fridge, and then he just leaves him yeah. there. He
0: just turns like, to me, he's, like, like, he's like, he's like, thank you for your cooperation, and yeah, then, he like, just kind of, like, a recurring fucks element. Robocop's one-liners.
1: He's like, thank you for your cooperation. And just leaves, like... He destroyed this fucking grocery store and then left this guy. there. like, he doesn't know the guy's unconscious and what are the fucking owners of the store supposed
0: to do with this well, guy dude, now? I think he must be dead is it like, said, like yeah. Robocop must have done like a scan and been like oh that's a dead man cool problem solved yeah. enjoy this corpse bye yeah,
1: dude, I, I think that is the case but that is part of my point he's like he's such an ineffective like he's yeah. very effective but he's such a poor police officer no <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so that that's resolved and we hear nothing more about it and then he goes along and he finds these two guys harassing this woman they're like cutting her hair and shit and like giving
0: her a hard yeah. time it's pretty pretty rough
1: it is pretty rough Robocop shows up she- it's one of them in the dick. Like, yeah, yeah. It's worth not? noting
0: it's worth noting so we see some of the prime directives here sort of thing where yeah. like like director number like number two, like protect the innocent sort of thing, and he's trying to yeah. get a lock on this guy who's using the woman as a as a human shield, essentially. And so he's like, targets just move down further down on a dress where like her legs are parted essentially. And so he just mm-hmm. like shoots through this dress and into this dude's dick, and it's like very funny. Like just like like the way he like hits that <laughs> shot. It just looks so goofy
1: the guy like recoils on the ground is holding his dick like oh my dick <laughs> like it's so fucking silly and uh yeah like he literally like, I, at this point I was writing okay this movie is partially a comedy like this is just meant to be played for yeah, laughs yeah like, yeah yeah totally it, it, just, it just has to be at this point I've also written down man I would be happy if the rest of this movie was just Robocop <laughs> killing <laughs> dudes just and vignettes stopping crimes yeah just like an hour of him rolling around like pew pew just stopping random crimes but no of course we get the third of our little vignettes Uh, a former city councilman is doing some terrorism (laughs) at city hall which is a pretty weird plot point he's holding the mayor hostage like at this point I've written down this is so fucking strange there's no discernible plot the hostage taker is is making all of these demands like he's like I I want a new car with uh, air
0: conditioning and cruise control and it's yeah. like dude. I want a bigger nice office hum- and I, wa- I want a recount and even if I lose I want my old job back and all this other yeah, sort of dude, stuff uh, like, fucking it's
1: crazy s- skewering American consumer culture nice nice oh, nice dude, very so remakeable strong. dude yeah, yeah, you got corporate sure. greed and consumer culture both being made fun of this guy then Hell says yeah. don't jerk me off because the cops <laughs> are like yeah dude we'll give you whatever we want and he's about to execute the mayor when Robocop reaches through a oh. wall oh. and grabs the dude yanks him back through the wall
0: and then he's and and just like, throws well, him out the fucking window. Yeah, he doesn't just arrest the guy, him! guy, he
1: kills him. He uses lethal Which, force so and frequently. This
0: is like, like, later on, it's like a plot point sort of thing of being like, you've got to do the law, and he's like, oh, you're right, sort of thing. But, like, <laughs> up until this point, he's just been killing people willy-nilly. For no reason, like, it doesn't make sense. Dude, that is his solution to everything, is just capital
1: punishment. He's literally like, crime, murder, and just, like, murders (laughs) the dude. It was so unnecessary, like, he had this guy, he grabbed him, he was under arrest, and he was like, well, I'm Robocop, I'm judge, jury, and executioner, I'm gonna throw you out the fucking window. Maybe it was just like,
0: maybe it was like an efficiency thing, he was like, well, he calculated it and was like, he might not die, and it's the fastest way to get the, the, uh, the suspect down to the rest of the offices where they can arrest him. Because he doesn't seem to carry any, like, uh, handcuffs on him. That's one major flaw of Robocop. He doesn't even, they didn't give him handcuffs. Yeah, dude, but he does have titanium arms. Yeah, that's true,
1: that's true. (laughs) He's got this guy in a bear hug, he should just carry him to jail. Very bad. He doesn't need to kill the man. Now, we cut straight to a news bulletin, and it's those same people, and they're like, ha ha ha, who doesn't love Robocop? He's the new policeman on the street, really busting crimes. And then it's just like, look at him, these are all the people he's (laughs) murdered this week. And then we get to, like, (laughs) Robocop, standing with a bunch of school children, like, just hanging out with them, and the kids are like, Robocop! so cool and the guy's like Robocop do you have any words for the kids and he just barrels the camera and says stay out of trouble (laughs) like I love that he's so deadpan it is so good but like it's strange right because he's deadpan and and I'm doing them when I'm impersonating them in like a robot voice he doesn't have a robot voice he has a human voice (laughs) because like his throat and face are like human meat and he's it's just the actor who played Murphy being
0: like Stay out of trouble. In his human voice, like, trying to do a robot voice. (laughs) Basically, like, Bob Morton is now a senior... Is he a, like vice a, president a or something, senior vice yeah. president sort of thing of OCP? And we then cut to that, to um, Bob heading into the executive lounge to go to the bathroom, essentially, where he's just, mm-hmm. like, openly being like, man, fuck Dick Jones, that guy's a pussy. His, his days are yeah. over, hell yeah, go me. Well, I have at least one more title pitch for me, because, like, oh, it, okay. it's, it's
1: Robin Morton, as you say, before he goes in the bathroom, where he's, um like, talking to the news about how cool Robocop is. He turns to the camera... Stares the audience dead in the face and says these exact words. There's a new guy in town. His name's Robocop. Which I read as a direct quote from MGM, like, to the cinematic audience.
0: Like, they're being like, by the way, we're
1: going to make a few of these movies. There's a new guy in town and his name is Robocop. <laughs>
0: but the, the way this film sets up the coming conflict is that we are like the camera is shooting really low from the floor next to like someone clearly taking a shit on the toilet. Yeah, it's and then good and every- it. Yeah, and everyone else, like, bails, essentially. Um, except for, like, uh, except for Morton, who's, like, sort of left in there, as the man pulls up his pants, leaves the toilet cubicle, and it's revealed that it is, in fact, Dick Jones, who Morton was just, like, openly calling out, who just comes yeah. up to him, and is like, ooh, man. And then, I've got a, t- I've got a quote from him here, where he's like, oh, I used to call the old man funny names. Iron <laughs> butt. Boner. And I just want to be like, Dick Jones? Are those are those funny names? I mean like, I guess they be like, they're those like are not oh that- good funny yeah. names man. Yeah. Like, what was, what was his whole vibe of being like, hey, Iron Butt, <laughs> hey, Boner, like, what what do you mean? Yeah, th- this whole scene was
1: so fucking, it was just boring, man. Like, at this yeah. point, like, it had not been set up enough, and I was just like, what, what is this? Like, we're now watching, like, Dick Jones and Robert Morton have a shouting match in the bathroom about who's a bigger dick player in the company, and I was like, why do we give a shit? I don't give a shit about either of these characters, I don't give a yeah. shit about their internal power struggle in OCP, like, what the fuck? <laughs> (laughs) LVP to Jones for making me watch this scene with all this stupid bullshit in it, and for the very creepy stroke of Robert Morton's hair that he does right at the end of the scene. Not great. They basically, like, yell at each other for a while, and then they both leave. And Jones is like, you fucked with the wrong guy, goodbye. And... Oh, by the way, dude, I-, I just wanted to draw attention to the fact that that whole scene took place in the executive washroom <laughs>
0: that you can yeah, get dude. into
1: if you're like a special executive, yeah. which I love as a concept. It- it's yeah. so, again, like American corporate world fucking parody shit. <laughs> you remember that Simpsons episode that was all yeah, about dude. Like, the executive washroom?
0: <laughs> so good. <laughs>
1: so now we're back at Robocop. I've written Robocop sleep and have bad dream, but scientists yeah. drink coke and don't see. Then you <laughs> go. <laughs> I think that's a pretty accurate summary of this scene, right? It is, like, yeah. It, he's having a, he's having like a, a spooky th-
0: dream, the readings are off the charts, and, like, I had to say here, this is one point where it's kind of like, I like the way Robocop looks. Not specifically here, though, as he's, like, writhing around yep. in a chair uh, as this a, a big a metal element. baby. This is a recurring element, like, when
1: the actor playing Robocop has to, like, writhe around as Robocop, and it just looks <laughs> so silly. Like, there's a full, <laughs> full 60 seconds of him just, like, jerking around in the chair, like, in, in the silliest way. And the scientists are just, like, reading the newspaper. They don't notice that this is happening. And then he just gets up and leaves. And they're like, <laughs> okay, well, I guess he's going now. Uh, Lewis stops him in the corridor and he's like, Murphy, Murphy, I know it's you. And, dude, at this point, MVP for me to the actor playing Robocop. Because of how he is able to make this robo-voice believable. When he's just like, <laughs> excuse me, Lewis, I must go. And just, like, walk straight past her. Like, he keeps it so deadpan. Just purely in the voice control. I really dig it.
0: As he as he leaves, they're like like she's like, where are you going? What are you doing? And he just turns around and he's like, Somewhere there is a crime and I was, <laughs> I was like, Alright, dude, sure. I guess so. Like yeah. five o'clock somewhere. Probably there is a crime somewhere, yeah. <laughs> so then fucking Lewis gets
1: in trouble with fucking Morton, uh, for, for talking to Robocop. For so no reason, and- really. Yeah, they're like, oh, Lewis decided to question him, and Morton's like, I'm gonna make this easy for you. He doesn't have a name, he has a program, which, if that is not a tagline, Jackson, I don't know what I'm going to do. In this scene as well, the the chick who was with Morton, like, while they're yelling at Lewis for talking to Robocop when he walked away, she looks at the camera, like, eight fucking times, dude. Like, she just keeps glancing up at the camera (laughs) throughout this entire scene. It was so distracting.
0: So, Benjamin... Unless there's anything else you'd like to do immediately in this scene right now, I wouldn't mind Mm -hmm. actually running you through some taglines. Please do, dude. I couldn't imagine anything better. Now, I have a plot twist for you, Benjamin. (gasps) Um, Please. There's actually only one tagline for the 1987 Paul Verhoeven movie Robocop. And so... wow. Jaboy's gone back to his roots and has gone and a- as a pitch to any uh, executives out there looking for someone to write copy for them, has written some very good taglines. Okay. Um, so, so are you not
1: gonna read me the, the, the actual tagline?
0: Oh no I am. So so one from them, two from your boy Jay Usud Oh and I have to um, guess which one's the real one. And two are fake. Exactly. Okay, okay, this is very good dude. Please all right, all give
1: right, me right. these taglines.
0: <clears throat> Number one. Dead or alive, you're coming with him. <laughs> okay, that's pretty pretty on the nose. All right, number two, Murphy was was just a hardworking cop until the scum of his city took away everything. Now he's back as RoboCop. <sighs> okay. Number three, part man, part machine, all cop. The future <laughs> of law enforcement.
1: <laughs> part man, part machine, all, all cop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh
1: <my God. laughs> okay, so the, the first one was Dead or Alive, You're Coming With Him. I feel like that might be a JU original. For no reason other than... I just don't believe it's going to be something like that... That didn't seem important enough in the movie that, like, that would be the thing. But then again, taglines are generally pretty stupid. The second one was, like, a, a description of the plot, which I can believe. I can believe the second, like, that is a tagline because that is, that is how these movie studios do it, right? Like, it'd just be like, "Uh, oh, Charlton Heston's on the planet of the apes. The of bur- Men are the beasts of burden. And the apes now. The And then what next? You decide. Yeah. So I'm kind of torn between that one and part man, part machine, or cop. Those are are the two I'm I'm Mm -hmm, vibing mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. now. I have two things to contend with. One is that I just so desperately want it to be the third one. And two (laughs) is that I think this movie is like a solid... When was Planet of the Apes made?
0: Oh, the first one? Yeah, it was like 67, 69 or something like that?
1: 68. Okay. So this is like a solid... 19 years after Planet of the Apes. And I feel like that second one is a Planet of the Apes tagline. So I, I kind of feel like Hollywood may have moved on a little bit to really on-the-nose bullshit. And, and honestly, if I'm being honest with you, Jackson, I have no fucking idea. I just desperately want it to be the third one. <laughs> because part man, part machine, Old cough is the best
0: thing I've heard. So I'm going to go with number three. Benjamin, you're correct. Part man, part yes! machine, Old Back cough, on track, the baby! Future of law enforcement. <laughs> it's just so good. Because I, I, I sort of thought about it, I was like, well, how can I swing this? And I sort of wanted to, like, have a bit more to this section rather than just me just reading that out. Yeah,
1: yeah, but yeah. But it's
0: just, like, it's so funny. And what it does is, it means that, like, when I was trying to come up with things to do, I was like, well, that's the most nonsense one. Like, I'm not going to be able to do very serious ones or that'll be too obvious. And so I was yeah. like, fuck, how do I make it, like, difficult to choose between them? Because, like, Dude. one of them is part man, part machine, all cop. Like, ugh. Dude, that is such a good tagline
1: like I am so on board with part man part machine all cop and I'm now fucking making it a title pitch throw it in the mix part man part machine all cop especially (laughs) considering like as we've established how poor of a police officer Robocop is (laughs) and how much murder he does where he just straight up kills people for committing like like Crimes when he's already arrested them. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely definitely a title pitch. Definitely a good tagline. And I'm feeling good, man. (laughs) Two in a row. Two from two. Fucking back on the board, dude. dude. We've got Robocop. And he's rolling around looking for crimes to stop. And now it's time for Paul McCrane to rob a gas station. (laughs) He pulls up on his motorbike and he walks out the window and he's like, give me all the money and fill up pump number seven. And then he just starts mocking the guy because he's like, "Uh, what do you think? You're a smart boy? You're a college boy? Because he's like reading a math textbook. (laughs) He's doing plain
0: geometry, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, and the guy's like, yeah, you think you could outsmart a bullet? Which is a pretty fucking stupid question to yeah, ask. Like, pretty I reductive. Think I think a
0: college boy would have been like, well, that's a, that's a ridiculous question to ask. Yeah,
1: exactly. Incredibly reductive. And, like, he's mocking the gas station guy when he robs him, like, does he think the gas station guy gives a shit if the gas station gets robbed? Yeah. Why would he yeah. care? Like, he doesn't own the gas station. He's just, like, gives him the money and turns on the pump, and then Paul McCrane just stands there making fun of him for a while. Then we get to see Robocop being like crime in progress which is a pretty fun thing to have on the screen like through his eyes he sees crime in progress in the top left corner which I love so he moves down to the gas station to stop the crime in progress and uh, he, he he walks up to Paul McCrane who starts shooting at him he like doesn't react to the bullets because he's RoboCop and he's fucking unstoppable and he says dead or alive you're coming with me and all of a sudden Paul McCrane immediately puts together that that's him this whole scene yeah. is so stupid he's like what You're dead! We killed you! Like, just out of no... Like, literally because he said, Dead or alive, you're coming with me. This guy, the dots he connects in his brain are... Oh... They must have revived that guy and turned him into a cyborg because he's the only person who would say that sentence. He looks nothing like Alan Murphy the cop in his Robocop form. That is such a logical leap that is yeah. made by Paul McCrane here. I, it was really fucking silly.
0: Particularly when uh, Emil was just, like, mocking this, like, college guy. Like, oh, you think you're real smart, huh? And it turns out that he's a secret genius as well. It's kind of like, like <laughs> it, it was like a real good goodwill hunting moment. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Like, How do you like you them know, apples, he says as yeah. he drives away. <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly. Fucking Robocop starts chasing him, and dude, oh, we get some so really good. silly ultraviolence here, where he crashes his motorbike like into like the back of a car, and like goes flying. And I thought this dude was dead, man. I thought yeah, this was I thought, he was, I thought he was but done, but he's totally not dead. Like he's in the movie later. I was like, man, what a good death, what a fun way to die. But then it's like, no, 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 no. He just got really fucked up because Robocop, like when the guy's like, "We killed you, you're dead," he like freezes. He's like, "Oh no." I'm a dead man what? and he starts like having memories of like when he got shot which were like similar to the dreams he was having and he goes and breaks into like OCP command and like sticks his hand into the computer to compare the faces out of his memory bank with the faces of like known criminals
0: we also get a quote here real quick like as he he basically like busts out this hand spike from the middle of his hand as like this like you know, like, n- uh, this, uh, like, science dude is just kind of like, hey, stop, slow down, sort of thing. What are you doing? He, like, jams a spike in, hacking in, essentially, and as he does so, someone in the back of the crowd just is like, he's in! Like, which is just like... <laughs> just like,
1: yeah. oh, cool. It's that shit we love where the, the yeah, background characters dude. just say miscellaneous bullshit. I have a problem with how this computer system works. Yes. <laughs> this is like... Robocop pulls up, like, the face of Paul McCrane's character, and he's like, alright, this is the guy, I want to find out who he is. And, like, the thing starts, like, running through on the other side, like, possible face matches, and it's got, like, a section for eyes, a section for nose, and a section for, like, mouth and chin, It finds, like, the guy's mouth and chin and beard and then spends extra time, like, finding the nose and the eyes. Like, surely if it's, like, a known person's face, like, they keep the photo together. (laughs) What is the point? Like, by the time they've found, like, the beard and chin part of it, like, you know who the picture is, right? Like, they don't need to then keep searching the eyes and nose. Like, that just seems like a completely insane way to run a search system. You're making it so much more complex than it needs to be.
0: Why did it start with the mouth? That's what I, like, why was it like, oh, yep. <laughs> the the most recognizable part of the body here we go the mouth's up first and what do we have next yep. like, it was just bizarre everyone knows this-
1: the mouth yeah. yeah certainly not the eyes or anything he starts looking through this guy's known associates he's like oh what crimes have they done oh they murdered Alan Murphy and I actually quite like this element of the film, which is, like, the machine consciousness unraveling when confronted with a paradox. That's a pretty remakeable aspect that mm. I, I hope comes up. Like, I hope in the, in the remake we get stuff about, like, fucking Robocop struggling with learning about his own secret past. But, uh, yeah, so he, he learns that he used to be Alan Murphy, or, like, he's pretty sure he used to be Alan Murphy before he was Robocop. Because he had his memory wiped, I believe, they say. Uh, and then Roboman go to family home. And he, like, goes to the place that used to be his house, which is now a display home... It's a pretty weird display home, because, like, it's all covered in sheets and it's like a display house, but it's also got, like, a lot of his family shit still in there. Like, he goes over to the fireplace and there's, like, a picture of his son. He goes up, like, the stuff, like, left behind by his wife and son are still in the house despite the fact that it's up for sale.
0: Because obviously some of it is memories and he's sort of seeing things that aren't there. And I was kind of like, oh, he's imagining, like, things that are here that aren't. And then he's, like, picking it up and, like, interacting. And I was like, oh, wait, no. Half of it actually is there. It's bizarre yeah it's pretty strange like why, why that stuff is still in the house like on the mantelpiece it's
1: it's pretty pretty weird uh it's also worth noting that like the house is full of these little like tv conduits which I guess are like digital home salesmen like he walks in and the one's like yeah. buy this house and then as he's walking around he walks into the bedroom and there's another one like so do you think you're gonna buy the house and robocop <laughs> just punches it and breaks it and it's like why why did he do that like what did he have against like the home salesman device but okay fair enough he goes to a fucking high ass dance club
0: such a man. good nightclub scene he finds uh, Leon there who is one of the yep. uh, henchmen essentially Um yep, another and then one of the he, henchmen he rolls up to him sort of thing Leon pulls a gun and then uh, <laughs> like Robocop like disarms him knocking the gun in the air and this random dude that's grooving like the gun just like drops into his hand he catches yes. it and just continues to dance without yeah, missing dude. a beat like it's yep. so smooth dude MVP to that guy
1: Of course, but honestly, honestly pick anyone in this dance scene because there are so many people (laughs) who do incredible jobs in this dance scene, but yeah, Robocop like drags Leon out of there, I guess, and like, he's like, tell me about who you work for and stuff, and uh, now we're in a hotel room where Morton is doing crimes, he's hanging out with two young ladies, uh, he's snorting coke off their boobs, it's just like a real like fucking panoply of excessive yeah, yeah, yeah. wealth and, and just like madness yeah he's having,
0: he's having a real bacchanalian sort of experience and then yeah, Clarence exactly. like rocks up and it's, there's, there's a yeah, like it's a, there's a doorbell uh, Bob gets to check it out Clarence busts in and it literally just kind of like announces loudly bitches leave and then yeah, the, which is the a pretty yeah, pretty great yeah. quote from this movie. Yeah, it, yeah, it's
1: great because of the way he says it. Like, yeah, exactly. It's in such a flat monotone.
0: He's like, "Bitches leave." Bitches leave. Like, and he's being yeah. Robocop. Like, maybe the like, whole time. Kurtwood Smith twist. forgot who. Dude, maybe there was an he- end credit scene. Fuck, I didn't dude, check. I think I think what happened is they
1: filmed this scene first, and Kurtwood Smith thought he was playing Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then, like, after <laughs> they filmed this scene, they were like, "No, dude, you're not." Know? You're the bad guy. And he's like, oh, right, cool.
0: Do we want to retake that shot? And the director's like, no, it's cool. (laughs) This would be a wild scene to shoot first. Like, like, all right, day one, everyone. Day one of Robocop, here we go. All right, so we're in in Bob Morton's house. He's trying to have a threesome. And then Clarence rocks up and speaks like a robot. Let's get it, everyone. Let's go home. This is the cocaine boob scene. And (laughs) we're going
1: to do that. And then we're going to move on. But yeah, so it it turns out that fucking Dick Jones hired... Uh, fucking Clarence to kill Morton basically because he shoots Morton and then he pulls like a grenade pin out with his teeth and dude, MVP to Clarence for this scene. He is so good, the way he, like, sickeningly pulls the pin out of that grenade and puts yeah. it down on the coffee table. He, like, wraps but his was... tongue around
0: the pin and pulls it out. It's, it's yeah. a lot.
1: It's pretty good. And then he puts it down on the coffee table, and we can see, like, the grenade counting down as, like, Morton's, like, reaching over to try and get it, and Jones is like, I hired him to kill you because you're a fucking idiot, and this is my town. And then he blows up, and God, that was, like, quite brutal. It's now Clarence walking into, like, a cocaine sorting facility to fucking... Try and muscle his way in.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I've got a little mighty goof for you right now. Oh. So, in the close-up of the cocaine dispensing machine, the glass vial rises up to the nozzle, only to be dropped a second later, causing most of the cocaine to be released into the air. So, (laughs) it seems like these guys do a very bad job of sorting their cocaine. Like, they're getting, like, 3 to 10% of the cocaine at most in those (laughs) vials after they pack them, dude. It seems like
0: bad business, you know, and good business is where you find it. As that's one of the true. We have that's to true. Learn from this film. Which is actually what Clarence says during this meeting. Like, he's sort of like yeah, rolling now, around and he actually says, good business is where you find it.
1: They're going in for a Coke deal. Clarence is meeting this other villain who's just rolling around with a nice glass of Merlot. Like, yeah. that's such a weird affectation for a villain. Like, it's not whiskey. He's not doing Coke. He's just got a fucking glass of red wine. And I like this guy a lot. And I'd like to play. Where are they now with you by May Jackson? <laughs> Alright. Find out where this guy is, this red wine swilling boy. Dude, I've just found like <laughs> an essay about the appearance of the red wine in this movie. Oh no, <laughs> dude, really? Robocop, Chianti in the Rock Shop. Uh, on the website, The Hooded Utilitarian. <laughs> Go check it out, Hooded Utilitarian. Wine is a great accoutrement for villains. Aristocratic and impenetrable, a glass of red can suggest that its a drinker a lounges about, sipping the blood of his enemies and shuffling evilly from the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. And a better villain can outpower that power play. Enter Clarence Botica. Cobert Smith's performance in the original Robocop is one of a kind. Botica's smile is vicious but disturbingly sweet. Jesus Christ, there's a whole fucking... that doesn't dominate as much as he stabilizes, he's balding in a spectacle, yet emotes childishly, he throws tat... Jesus, what the fuck? Uh, Bodega's interaction with the one glass of wine in the film is no less subversive. When demanding a cut in the price of cocaine, Bodega sticks two of his fingers into a drug lord's glass of Rufino <laughs> Reserva Ducal and then snorts <laughs> and drops from his fingers. I That's don't know why... about that. No,
0: dude, I, what I had here, I was like, Clarence has a whole thing about sniffing that he, like, keeps yeah. returning to. Like, he just fucking... He's very, like, uh, uh, like his o- olfactory sensors are like through the roof I would say
1: what is the name of this guy I have to know who this guy is because I have to know where he is now Sal's Drug Factory okay Drug Factory belonging to Sal the character's name is Sal ah. okay I found it dude okay. okay this guy's name is Lee DeBru Lee DeBru is an actor who played Sal in Robocop okay. he's also known for his appearances in Geronimo and American Legend Norma Ray, and Chinatown he's in Chinatown what <laughs> Okay, he's policeman number two in Chinatown. But even so, man, like he deserves some props for being in Chinatown. This guy has done a lot of acting, man. He's fucking—he's been in a lot of movies. He—he he was in something as recently as 2015, playing Norman man. in *Kids vs Monsters*.
0: Oh, dude, hell yeah, *Kids KVM*. I love that.
1: Yeah, dude. KVM directed by Sultan Saeed Al Damaki. His directorial debut. Video on Hell demand, yeah. dude. Nice. So that's where Lina Brew is now. I guess he's working consistently. Not not as cool as Paul McCrain, sorry to say, but, uh, yeah, you know. I think still Paul McCrain's up on good, that one. Good for him. For sure. Good for him. He's in Chinatown, which is one more famous neo noir film than I'm ever going to be in. So good, that, good for him. Hey, there uh, you go. Clarence and Sal come to some agreement uh, about how they're going to give. Parents, a
0: cut of the cocaine. But not so fast, yeah, because, like, RoboCop just fucking busts on in and just, like, starts tearing up the place.
1: There are so many bullets fired in this movie, and in oh. this scene in particular, but in this movie in general. It is absurd. Like, RoboCop walks in, and, like, 80 guys just start shooting at him, like, repeatedly with, like, small arms fire. He just ignores it, and just one by one shoots them all, just like <laughs> it's like, these gunfights are so silly because, like, no one can touch RoboCop. Two things yeah. I want to point out about this gunfight. gunfight. RoboCop has the dumbest expressions on his face when he's shooting, dude. Like, did you notice this? Yeah, like, he's like, he's he like, ah, like, <laughs>
0: like
1: the whole time. He, he makes these stupid, like, oh-faces and these grimaces while he's shooting all these different guys. And it's so dumb because you can just see his mouth. Like, you can't see any expression in his face. And, um... Uh, <laughs> LVP nominee to the guy who dies while shooting and shoots a bunch of his friends. <laughs> it is so stupid, man. Like, he literally gets shot by Robocop and falls down, like, nah! and, like, sprays three of his friends as he dies. Very dumb. Uh, so everyone's dead, but Clarence, Clarence jumps through a wall, uh, Robocop catches him, and he immediately starts selling out Dick Jones, the head of OCP, yeah. the second he commanded OCP.
0: One of the quotes here is that like, as Robocop throws him through a window, he's like, It's Dick Jones!
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, it's so good. Like, he's like, fucking, I work for Dick Jones. Dick Jones runs OCP. Who are the cops? And you're a cop, so you have to leave me alone. And Robocop's like, negative, and like arrests him. But, dude, political intrigue and corruption going all the way to the top? You know, so that's remakable. So now, uh, he takes him to the police station where we've got Sergeant Reed arguing with other cops about the fact that cops are going on strike. Robocop delivers Clarence to the station and is like, book him. He's a cop killer. And then Clarence spits all over I've got Clarence spit on form and uh <laughs> then <laughs> then Robocop walks away to walk straight into the office of OCP to confront Dick Jones who he's just heard Yeah. His- <laughs>
0: He busts up we we see we see Dick Jones on the phone to Clarence essentially what, getting his what one Evidence
1: call. what evidence does Robocop have that this is the case? Like yeah, the only evidence I he know. has is the word of a fucking crime lord. He's like, Oh, you say you're employed by Dick Jones? Well, I better go kill Dick Jones. Then. But hey,
0: it doesn't matter anyway, because like Dick Jones gets up there, like he gets up there to meet Dick Jones, and Dick Jones is basically like, Yeah, you're right. That that's that's entirely very fair. Good stuff. Uh go ahead, arrest me. And then uh, Robocop attempts to But Ben, the fourth directive, he's not allowed to arrest any of the executives of OCP. He didn't know, and so he starts shutting down.
1: And again, the facial expressions here and the Uh, flailing are so dumb. It's
0: rough. Yeah, he's he's gloating. He sets out uh, an ED-209 to, like essentially, like, just fire on Robocop and, like, tear him the fuck up.
1: But, like, RC's movements, so that's what I had Robocop in my notes as, uh, are just, like, so so dumb throughout this whole interaction. Like, it takes you out of the scene so hard. He's, like, jerking around. Even when he's fighting ED-209, he gets, like, shot. Like, part of his mask gets shot and we see under the helmet that he has an entire human face under there. (laughs) It's like, why does he have the helmet on just the top half of his face? Like, you really did feel like it was all, like, Robo under there except the jaw, but okay, whatever. Whatever. um ED-209 has missiles that it starts firing indoors like why does it have missiles that's so stupid like <laughs> He's literally just, like, shooting missiles in the corridors. Fucking Dick Jones is like, oh, Robocop's on the loose. Everybody bring him down. And, like, gets all the police to come in. Fucking LVP to the designers of the police bot, ED-209. Because the way Robocop eventually gets away is literally by going oh, downstairs.
0: So funny. Because
1: apparently ED-209 can't go downstairs. It trips, lands on its back, and just starts having a tantrum.
0: Like, yeah. it's lying there if like, It
1: becomes yeah! a literal child. It's a literal yeah. child, dude. And just start screaming about the fact that it fell down the stairs. It's it's really really silly, um, dude. That did bring me back though. Do you remember like when you were in high school and like you'd hear like myths about like fun like final year pranks you could do, like about how like you could get like yeah, a dude. cow on the roof of a building. Yeah, and, like, yeah, cows, yeah. Cows can't go downstairs. This this reminded me of that. Like I don't know if that's true that cows can't go downstairs, but that's definitely something that you heard. And it's definitely a no myth. That, like, yeah. People would always say that, like, that did happen at your school, like, a couple years before you joined, and then, like, everyone you spoke to who was older than you would be like, oh, yeah, I I wasn't there for it, but, like, I heard, like, a couple years above me they totally did that. It's just like, that never happened. Nobody ever did that. It's just a thing everyone says someone did at one point, fucking putting mattresses in the pool, releasing pigs that have different numbers on them,
0: fucking, (laughs) you know. Classic pranks, which we love on this show. Yeah, of course. Well, they're always just remakable. That's why. They're the, the best thing. They're, they're probably the most remarkable element of any movie. That's right.
1: So Robocop escapes from the guy by going downstairs and then he goes into the little police garage and all the cops are there ready to shoot him. And they're like, wait, we can't shoot Robocop. He's a cop. And the other cop's like, we have orders to take him down. And one guy yells, you're maniacs! <laughs> out of the background. I love that background guy who just says, you're maniacs! Like, that's so premium. Dude, I just love background uh,
0: then, extras just getting in on the action. It's just so good every day. Yeah,
1: oh, what are they saying? <laughs> she can't do that kill them (laughs) (laughs) so they all start shooting Robocop and bullets which have been wholly ineffective against Robocop until now seem to really fuck him up here like he gets all shot to shit he's like barely escaping he like drops down like off the side of one level of the parking garage into the lower level and then Lewis is there dude to help him and save him and I gotta say dude
0: Lewis MVP I know she had an LVP before, but MVP for helping Robocop out of a bind here. Yeah, that's pretty fair. We then jump immediately to a, a car ad uh, featuring a T-Rex moving through a city. And it was just kind of like, yeah, so what good, is this film? <laughs> there's another news report, there's fires everywhere, the police are on strike, so the city's in
1: riot. Then fucking, they interview a couple of people on the street and they interview this one guy who's got like dreadlocks and he's listed as unemployed man. And he's just like, hey man, it's the law of the jungle man like it's their <laughs> right to, to, to go on strike and I fucking love that guy man he's the best <laughs> um, I do want to know what the point of all that was because now we're back at OCP headquarters with Jones and Clarence Basically, yeah.
0: Jones is just kind of like, "Listen, you got to kill RoboCop because you know, like, uh, there's going to be a lot of new people here when Delta City gets up and going, and that's a lot of corruption, a lot of drugs, a lot of crime, and you that's could There's a be lot of the crime. Of you could do, man. Yeah, <laughs> you could exactly. be the crime
1: guy. And he's like, "Well, I do like being the crime. I do love guy. being the crime
0: guy is a thing.
1: Yeah. And so, because because <laughs> Jones is like, "Hey, man, he recorded you like admitting that you work with me, and he recorded me <laughs> saying that it was true. So, uh." yeah we gotta kill him man like his memory banks can bring this whole thing down and Clarence is like right yeah that is pretty fucked I guess if you give me the crime territory I'll kill Robocop and he's like you got any big guns and the guy's like yeah dude we got big guns and <laughs> now we cut back to, to Robocop and Robocop's with Lewis doing some repairs on his body And Louis shows up and she's like, oh, I got you these guns that you wanted and also some baby food. Why is it Uh, actually baby food? I I thought the point was that it was like baby food, but she's brought actual baby food. It is so silly. Like, is it meant to be symbolic of him being like a child in a fucking
0: giant body because he has no memories? Like, what's the what is I the deal don't with him just eating baby? Don't food? Know. And like it would be so easy to be like, he doesn't need to eat, like the machine sustains itself and that sort of thing. Because yeah. there's not very much human on him. It's essentially a robot with a face. That's the sort of vibe yep. we're dealing with here. And, and, so, and it also, been so he doesn't easy easy ever just, eat no, he doesn't it. ever eat the baby food. At no point in the movie does he eat it. The only person that does is the random executive friend there. It's so, the nameless yeah. executive, yeah, exactly. That guy I love.
1: So alright. Right, uh, he takes off his helmet. I'm getting Darth Vader vibes here, man. Because we yeah, see, dude. yep, because he face. fucking like grab, he
0: grabs a drill and like drills into his yep. head. And I was like, oh shit, yep. is he like, like one flew over the c- cuckoo's nest? But like, no, it's yep. just him removing his helmet. Essentially,
1: he he takes he takes off helmet, and then we see that he's Darth Vader looking.
0: He starts talking
1: like about his family. He's like, did Murphy have a family? And Lewis is like, yeah, he had a family. And he's like, I can feel them but I can't remember them. Dude, he's even got the Force. He's, like, feeling shit in the Force. Now we're, we're back out on the street. Clarence is getting the gang back together. And, yeah, they're just shooting shit up. This scene is so pointless, right? Like, Clarence rolls up on these sh- guys on the street, and like they, they spend five minutes blowing up cars. It. Yeah,
0: it's just a waste.
1: They literally are like, hey, we have to go kill Robocop. Check out these big guns I have. <laughs> and then they stand in the street for five minutes blowing up cars. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's it. Just shooting at different cars while all this rioting is happening. And it's like, okay cool so now we're back with robocop and he's coolly regarding a can of baby food and he tries to shoot it and he misses and lewis is like what's up and he's like my targeting system is a little messed up well good thing you decided to test it out while shooting in the direction of your colleague yeah, he's like mm, she's i think so my targeting good. system's fucked up she's right next to the baby food he misses and he's like yeah sorry i guess my targeting of you way off good job <laughs> i did just kill you and then we get a really weird scene where she's like here let me help you, and she like guides his arm, and it's very like, oh my darling, yeah, yeah, yeah. very good, <laughs> dude, for yeah, sure. Yeah, dude, got those Swayze vibes. Yeah, he's totally fucking. She's guiding his arm. There's a weird like tender human robo romance, which I think is a remakeable angle, even though it doesn't well, come back really at all in the movie. Dig into yeah. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it's um, clearly like that. That's clearly the implication of this scene, right? But, yes. Like, it's just not. It's just not expounded upon.
0: Yeah, it, it is strange. It's it, it, like the the film hints towards it a number of times, and then nothing ever eventuates from it.
1: Yeah, it, the movie really does feel like it like just ran out of screen time, hey? Because like it yeah. ends in such a strange oh, point. But we'll Jesus. get there when we get there. Yeah. So the crims all roll up. Clarence and the boys, and Clarence says one of my favorite things, which is nothing fancy, just kill him. <laughs> they all pile out of the car and like start walking in, and oh boy, these boys are skittish because like what like. RoboCop jumps out and is, like, looking for me in, like, the most flat fucking tone, as he usually does. And they all just start, like, freaking out and, like, running and shooting at him from all different locations. And RoboCop's just not even shooting back. That was the thing I had the biggest problem with here. Like, he was literally just, like, walking around. Like, he's occasionally shooting one of them. He's like, bang, that guy.
0: Bang, yeah. that guy.
1: But they're, they're firing rockets at him, and he's just like, huh, rockets? Weird. It's, like, it's a, it's a really silly fight. Like... For some reason, Clarence immediately starts trying to get away. Like, what was the point in coming there? They oh, were looking for RoboCop. He gets there, finds RoboCop, and he's like, "Oh shit, it's RoboCop!" and starts driving away.
0: Like, he, hop- he hops he in his yeah, yeah yeah I know it's fucking bizarre. He um he hops in his speedy car, and then Lewis bails out and then does the same thing, essentially hopping into her police car, yeah. and then they get get a little so chase got, going
1: on. We've got a couple of like weird things happening at the same time. Yeah, yeah. it's like. Clarence is chasing Lewis and it seems like they go quite far but they can't go very far because it all happens like seems to happen right on top of each other yeah Um, Paul McCrane's character is trying to run over Robocop and then crashes into a vat labeled toxic toxic waste waste. man Paul
0: McCrane (laughs) continuing his career of excellent uh excellent deaths essentially where he essentially like crashes into his toxic waste becomes horrifically deformed wanders around being like save me save me and then Clarence just drives into him full pace and he just turns into a puddle of blood like his head goes he flying and he's just blood he's like a weird mutant yeah
1: and then yeah. Clarence drives through him but like I'm, I'm confused about where all this stuff is happening because like didn't Clarence drive away oh god it makes then, no like- sense dude then like Clarence dr- yeah, like if this sounds confused again, similar to the end of the Second Jumaji movie, like this final fight is so weird. Like it's not clear where anybody is. Like, yeah, he gets like exploded by Clarence's
0: car again with the ultraviolence. Like yeah. where is
1: RoboCop at this point? Like I didn't know what's happening with
0: Robocop. He's, now, like, now he's Clarence... like hiding Lewis and Clarence sort of crash their cars and like roll out essentially. Yep. And Why then they like, crash
1: their cars to know, they crash them into the river. Yeah.
0: Um, Robocop like calls out and is like yo Clarence and he's like sort of very slowly traipsing along in the water holding his gun up pointing in the sky not even aiming like obviously his targeting system is fucked
1: yeah no I was gonna say like yeah he, he walks up on, on Clarence like who has got Lewis cornered and Lewis is just like well I guess I can't sorry Clarence is like well I guess I can't kill Lewis because Robocop's here now and they have a little fucking face-off, a little standoff. And during this final standoff, one of Clarence's last remaining friends drops a big pile of scrap metal on RoboCop from a big crane that he has, and then Lewis blows <laughs> him the fuck up with a fucking <sighs> rocket launcher that she picks up. She like obliterates the boy in the tower.
0: Clarence leaves Lewis with this weapon, just being like, "I'll deal with yeah, you later." Ah, like, oh, no, I have to go deal with RoboCop now. <laughs> Runs over and, like, wields a spear, essentially, and then, like, pierces yep. Robocop's uh, chest. But don't worry, yep. like, Robocop pulls out his, like, hand spike thing and just, like, yep. fucking guts him, Clarence. Yeah. yeah.
1: I gotta say, dude, when Robocop was down on the ground and, like, Clarence was hitting him, like, overarm with the thing and, like, Robocop was blocking him with his arm, I was getting very, very... like, Luke on Dark Vader in Episode 6 vibes, which, again, oh. really plays into the whole Robocop is Darth Vader thing. I was getting, I, I, I like was... A
0: lot. I was getting very uh, Game of Thrones, fucking Pedro Pascal, sort of mountain versus oh, the, yeah, 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 the Viper, yeah, yeah. whatever it was called. Like, yeah, very much yeah, that. The VP. Yeah, totally. Ober-, totally. Ober-, Ober and Martel. Yeah, yeah.
1: They kill him. Everyone's dead now. They did it. I guess that's okay. Great job.
0: Yeah, Lewis is like, I'm spent. And he's like, cool. And then he just like drives away and goes to OCP, essentially.
1: Yep, he drives away to OCP headquarters. He runs into another one of those uh, ED 209s and blows it up with a big gun. It walks around all goofy and then falls over. And at this point, I'm like, is this movie still going? Like, yeah, this movie what moved is so quickly. And at this point, it's not really that it's slowed down so much as like, it just should have ended. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's still, it's still going. And, like, so RoboCop goes in the boardroom and goes and puts his hand spike into the TVs and plays evidence for the board that Dick Jones was like, I killed Robert Morton and I totally work with Clarence. And everyone's like, oh my, (gasps) Dick Jones, you better... You're a bad boy.
0: Yeah, and so Jones pulls out the uh, on-display on display pistol, essentially, that was in a little case. Well,
1: not on display, dude. Oh, yeah, in a special velvet case on yeah, the side yeah, of yeah. the room, where, you know, you know how every boardroom has a gun in a special velvet case? It was
0: the 80s, man. Like, like come on. Yeah you got to keep it going in a special velvet case. He takes the old man, as is his title, takes him hostage, essentially, and he's kind of like, I'm going to get a chopper, I'm going to take my hostage, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. And Robocop's just watching, because he can't do anything. And then the old man, just kind of like, super triumphantly, just kind of like, Dick Jones, you're fired! And then we see Robocop's little targeting thing, the fourth directive thing clears out. Robocop says, like, Thank you. The old man like elbows Dick Jones, moves away. Robocop just like shoots him, ag- shoots Dick Jones again and again. We see him fall backwards mm-hmm. out the window. At which point, like ro- uh, uh, the old man turns to Robocop and is like, "That's some good shooting, son. What's your name?" And yeah. Robocop looks at him and is like, "Murphy." Smiles. Black. Yeah, dude. Credits. Robocop. The end of the movie. Yeah, dude.
1: Like what a crazy end so like Robocop reclaims his humanity as he is fucking Alan Murphy again but that's just it no resolution about Delta City no bringing done. down of this company just that done. is still very much this company that is still very much going to bulldoze Detroit and make a new city <laughs> on top of it like that's not the important part the important part no. was that we stop Dick Jones like that is wild what What an absurd end to a film <laughs> So, if you've enjoyed uh, our Scoopty Whip fancast and Paul McCrane fancast, <laughs> then uh,
0: please go check us out on Twitter, at SICurioShow, or me individually, at MrBTMcAllister. Or me, at Jackson underscore And also, check out Paul McCrane as well. Like, he doesn't have many yeah, followers, dude, but he's, got a, he's like, got a big message to get out there, so maybe hit him up. So, two calls to action. The most important one, like, I'm dead serious about this, like, I, I know,
1: like... Most of the people who listen do not have Twitter. It's not that big in Australia. Like... Please make a Twitter account and tweet at Paul McCrane. Like together we can do this, man. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, we yeah. can get him on the show. Like we we can do it. <laughs> I think he will come on. Uh, the <laughs> other call to action: if you happen to live in Perth, West Australia, on May tenth, I'm participating in the national final of a science communication competition called Fame Lab. So go ahead and Google oh, FameLab oh. Lab 2018. It's a free event. It's at the University of Western Australia. Come on down. There'll be me and eleven other people from around the country talking about our research in three minutes or less. Should be a really good time, so come check it out Alright, Jackson If I may I would love to recap some MVPs with you. Could you please, Benjamin Alright, here's what I've got, dude Here are my M's and my V's and my P's uh, I've got I've got uh, the, the guy who eat baby food, like the, the nameless executive, oh, who I believe you also gave an MVP at some I point. did, I did uh, I've got the actor who played Robocop for his voice control <laughs> uh, I've got that that guy from the dance club scene that we mentioned, or really take your pick, anyone from the dance club yeah. scene. Uh, I've got Clarence, and I've got Lewis, and that's it.
0: Well, what do you got? I think honestly, like given how much we've just spoken about him, probably Paul McCrane right? Like, Paul ter- yeah, you know, in terms dude, of like his think- involvement in the film. Yep, discussion over. Paul McCrain. yeah, Paul <laughs> McRae, MVP like, of Rubik's Cube, like. Yeah, hey 100%, Paul. Now dude. you
1: have to come on the show. Yeah. So when you tweet at Paul McCrane,
0: tell him that we gave him the MVP and that we want him to come on the remake. Dude, you gave us an episode. Like there wasn't an episode of yeah. this podcast here, and yet through yeah. your divine I'm not providence, lie, man. I
1: was I was worried. <laughs> <coming> yeah. <laughs> into this show, and then you you brought the thunder, Paul McCrane. Yeah, so congratulations truly. on that. In terms um, of
0: LVPS, though, like honestly, the one that the, now the one I really struggled with was like. The LVP for Lewis because, like, obviously she gets better by the end, but she. Yeah, no, totally Lewis. She literally. I mean, we wouldn't have a film if Lewis had just been, like, you know, like, had her head screwed on properly. But, like, I just think it's pretty hard to go past her just because of, like, she literally caused Murphy's original death.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. I-, I feel like they were pretty fucked regardless. She definitely did fuck up big time, but, like, they were seriously outgunned in that situation, and they decided to split the party anyway. Yeah, like, always a bad I don't know move. If there's much she- I don't know if there's much she could have done, but I've also got an MVP to Joe Cox for ignoring the fact that Lewis is still in the warehouse. I've got an LVP to Dick Jones for making me watch that bathroom scene, and I've got an LVP to the guy who dies and shoots a bunch of his friends oh and to the guys who made the police robot that can't get down the stairs
0: <laughs> I kind of like the team that made uh, the ED two hundred nine because, like, if your if your whole thing is building robots that can like p- police a city and they can't get past yeah. stairs, it sort of yeah. gives like underground criminals a real easy an easy it's way a, of getting around. Hey,
1: yeah, it really does. And like, also, why would you make it like a big mechanical baby that whines when it can't get down stairs? Like, oh, that's fuck. that is a weird decision to program into your robot. <laughs> so, is it is it is it ED to I think so, dude. I think so. Alright. I think it's trivia time, dude. Hell yeah. It was discovered that when in the full RoboCup costume, Peter Weller could not fit properly into the police car (laughs) as he was too bulky. that's why most shots of him show him exiting the car or preparing to get into it for shots when he actually needed to be in the car he only wore the top part of the costume and sat in his underwear however to maintain the illusion that Robocop wears the entire suit while inside a car most shots show his robotic feet while exiting the car dude imagine like he's wearing this huge Robocop suit and just sitting in his underwear
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is my work day today oh fuck that's funny oh my god Oh, this
1: is fucked. The suit was so hot and heavy that Peter Weller was losing three pounds a day from water loss. Oh, Eventually an air my. conditioner was installed oh in the God.
0: suit. Dude, that's Jesus. so fucked up. But also, yeah, like, why like, didn't they then take those suits and, like, mark it as like, a, as, like, a weight loss craze? Like, imagine that. water like, loss, like, dude. Yeah, dude. Like, like it'd be, it'd die. be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you know, there's extreme weight loss crazes out there, sort of thing. I think if you like ride the line, it'll be pretty good. Uh, I wasn't aware of this. Twenty five years later, an internet rumor began to get funding for a RoboCop statue to be placed in Detroit.
1: Peter Weller himself created a PSA to support the proposal. Eventually, a Kickstarter campaign was created and proved successful, as the twelve foot statue is now in production. Twelve foot RoboCop statue being built in Detroit. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, this does not seem true dude. This seems like like buzz marketing for the film. In Sacramento, California, a robbery suspect fled into a darkened movie theatre to escape pursuing police. He became so engrossed in the movie playing on the screen, Robocop, that he failed to notice that police had evacuated all other patrons from the theatre. When the lights flipped on, the stunned man was taken into custody. That is not true. That dude. did not happen.
0: Oh my god, dude. Like, as, as, like, a filmmaker, there are a few compliments, like, that you can get better yeah. than, like... You like stopped the crime! Yeah, which is like the whole point of the movie as well man that's beautiful thematically that's just beautiful
1: (laughs) because the hands of the Robocop suit were made of foam rubber the car keys would bounce off of Peter Weller's hand every time he attempted to catch them (laughs) the production took 50 takes and an entire day's (laughs) worth of filming before finally getting the shot right <laughs> they spent a day filming
0: him trying to catch cocky. <laughs> Do this was like pre-air conditioner as well? And he was just like oh close my to God. death, dude. That oh is my so God.
1: fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of interesting. The trauma team portrayed in the movie trying to save Murphy was a real hospital trauma team. Their dialogue was mostly ad-libbed. So there you go. I guess
0: Um, that's kind of a problem, considering his brains are blown out, but whatever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what we do with all all bodies like this, yeah. (laughs) Alright,
1: I have two here that are crazy, dude. In the hostage scene, as Robocop is walking toward the room where the former councilman is holding the mayor hostage, the infrared heat vision mode was actually executed using fluorescent body paint on the nude actors and a
0: black light.
1: What? Paul Verhoeven says what? he thought this would be cheaper than getting an actual IR spectrometer <laughs> camera. <laughs> he made them all get naked and covered them in fluoro paint to film the infrared scene. <laughs> Oh, that's
0: horrifying.
1: When in full RoboCop costume, Peter Weller would remain in character between takes, only responding to the director's instructions when properly addressed <laughs> as Robo, the director found this too funny to take seriously and dropped it after a couple of weeks. <laughs> hey, Robo! <laughs> <laughs> Cutwood Smith originally auditioned for the role of Dick Jones, and when he first learned he'd been cast, he thought that was the role he'd been given. <laughs> <laughs> Not until later, did he find out he'd be playing Clarence Pontica? Man, <laughs> like that's so close to something that I joked about happening. <laughs> okay. Jesus I think this might be it man uh, You know how you said There was only one tagline Here's Here's a discarded tagline oh, This no. is what didn't use He's like Dirty Harry With ball bearings
0: This tagline was
1: ultimately dropped Fearing litigation From Clint
0: Eastwood <laughs> <laughs> That's such a bad tagline as well yeah. <laughs> Oh fuck me dude Still Interested is a production of The Curio Network and hosted by Ben McAllister and Jackson Yusid. We are produced by me, Grace Chappell. Editing by Jackson Yusid. Theme music is Anitra's Dance, composed by Edward Grieg. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, at Curio Network and at SICurioShow. We'd love to hear from you if you've got thoughts about the show, so find us on Facebook or Twitter. If you like the show, think about giving us a rate and review on iTunes or wherever you listen. It actually is really helpful. We've got other content on Curio, such as Odds and Ends, where I talk with people about the mementos they've kept and the stories behind them. Or How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons, where we play D&D. Seriously, it's a lot of fun. Check it all out at curionetwork.com. We'll see you in two weeks.